where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. What is keeping you from stepping into your calling, your purpose, or your full potential in Christ? Is your faith weak? Do you have a spirit of unbelief? Perhaps you have an attitude of disobedience. At the root of disobedience is unbelief. At the end of faith and obedience are blessings and peace. Given these truths, why is it that you won't launch into the deep to live your best life possible? John 10.10 says that Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The abundant life is found in living faithful, obedient lives. Join Kim Miller as she takes us on a journey through the scriptures, examining Peter as he launches into the deep and encouraging each of us to do the same. Hello and welcome to this broadcast of Women at the Well Ministries. As we begin to look at the scriptures, the question that remains with us is this. Why is it we're not reaching our full potential in Christ? And you say, well, Kim, how do you know I'm not reaching my full potential in Christ? Because the Lord said that he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundant. And I think many of us are just happy with the status quo. And God is saying something in our heart and in our spirit. He's wooing us to go deeper, to move out further on faith, to take that journey with him further than where we are right now. But for some reason, we're not doing it. And perhaps the reason we're not doing it is because our faith is weak. Maybe the reason we're not doing it is that we simply live our lives suffering from nearsightedness. We can't see beyond the present. We can't see beyond what we know. We can't see beyond the familiar or even beyond the ordinary. But I tell you today, there's a cure for this. But it's not going to be found even at the best optometry offices It's going to be found at the feet of Jesus, and it's wrapped in unstoppable faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, 6, that without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, I believe that sometimes we don't step out into the deep, not because We don't want to, but because we're afraid to. 
And the Bible says that you got to believe who God is. You've got to believe that when he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, that he meant it. You've got to believe that when he said, I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory, that he means it. You've got to believe that he says that he will supply all of your needs, that he will give you the strength necessary to do the job he's put on your heart. But it does require faith. It requires unstoppable faith. So how is it that we get this unstoppable faith? What is it about unstoppable faith that some people have it and others don't? I submit to you that one of the biggest reasons some people have it and other people don't is because they have spent time having a working relationship with Jesus. They've read the word of God. They spent time in prayer. They hear the voice in their ears of the Holy Spirit leading them and guiding them. And they don't just hear it. They're willing to heed it because they know who God is. And they believe him for what he says he will do. And they also understand that there's a reward for going deep. There's a reward for stepping out on faith. So what I'm going to ask you to do over the next few moments with me is to take a journey through the scriptures where I want you to seriously consider in your heart, is God calling you and asking you to go deeper? Is God asking you to step out on faith? Is God asking you to be obedient to his call and trust him to give you what you need to get where he asked you to go, that you may live the abundant life that God has asked of you and promised for you. See, God has a plan for you to prosper you, to give you a hope and expect it in. God understands what he has for you and he has a plan and a path and he wants you to have a life full of joy and peace and to be in the center of God's will so that you can experience all that God has for you. But it requires stepping out on faith. So we're going to take a look at Peter's life. You know, Peter, sometimes he gets a bad rap. Peter's impetuous. Peter's the one who said, oh, Lord, I love you. I love you. I'll never fail you. I'll never, I'll never deny you. And before the cock crew three times, he had denied Christ three times. See, Peter, his heart is always in the right place. But sometimes he gets a little ahead of God. But in the two encounters of God, of Jesus and Peter, contemplating stepping out into the deep where Jesus is calling him and drawing him and requesting that him just trust him and just come a little further. You're going to see in these two accounts that Peter answers the call. And it's my hope that as you watch Peter respond positively to the call of God to come a little deeper, that you yourself will reflect inwardly. And you'll ask yourself, 
What is God calling me to do? Because as long as you have breath, he's got a job for you. And let me tell you something someone may not ever have told you. That job that he has for you, it's specifically designed for you. And when you don't do it, yeah, his work will get done. Somebody else will get the blessing. But it's not going to be what it could have been for you. And so as we begin to look at Peter's life, the first account we want to look at is found in Matthew chapter 14 in verses 22 through 33. And as we come into verse 22, we see that Jesus has just fed the greater than 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fishes. And just a little side note here, I want you to know that when he finished producing that miracle, he sent his disciples back and they collected 12 baskets full of scraps. And I want you to know that there's an important message in that. And that message is this, that everybody counts. See, he didn't need those scraps to feed anyone else. He had just fed over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. He didn't need the scraps because he was out of miracles. I believe he picked him up because he wanted us to know that everybody matters. There are no such thing as discarded people and things that we can discard and that God has a purpose and he has potential for you and he has a calling upon your life. And no matter what you see other people doing, no matter how grand you think their lives are for Christ, God has a purpose and he has a calling for you and he's asking you to step out into the deep, to launch out of the the gate and to follow him. And so we pick up in verse 22 where Jesus has told the disciples that they need to just sort of stay here. He's going to go away, and he's going to pray. And just stop for a second and think about that. If Jesus failed, he needed to go away and pray, and he is part of the Trinity. He is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit wrapped in one. Then how much more do we need to pray? How much more do we need to come to God and ask him for the strength that he's promised us? How much more do we need to read the scriptures to get the game plan that he has that we might live the abundant life that he's promised us? If Jesus needed to pray, I promise you we need to pray even more. But yet I wonder how many of us just set aside some time just to go pray. The disciples were on this boat, and they had drifted a bit because of the wind had picked up and kind of kicked them away. And so it's just a little bit before dawn when we see what happens next. So Jesus goes out to the disciples. He's walking on the lake or the Sea of Galilee. And this sight terrifies his disciples. They think that he's a ghost. Now think about that for a moment. They had just been with him when he had fed the 5,000 was just five loaves and two fishes. They walk with him every day, and he's already on the scene, but they don't recognize him. And I think there are times in our lives that we're not looking for the Lord, so we don't recognize him. And we call upon him, and he answers us, and he shows us great and mighty things that we don't know. We're told in Jeremiah 33.3, but we're not looking for him. We're not recognizing who he is. And as a result of that, 
we become terrified. But no matter what the storm is in your life, just like he was there for Peter, I promise you he's there for you and he's already there and he's asking you, recognize me, come to me, call unto me, allow me to assist you, allow me to give you the answers that you need. Follow me in faith. But Peter, he's unsure. But I believe somewhere in the depths of Peter's heart and mind, he knows if this is God, all things are going to be okay. And I believe in his heart of hearts, he wants it so badly to be God. And he believes that if he calls on God, God's going to help him. So Peter does what we should all do because we know from his word and we know from our experience that God is in the midst of the trouble. He's in the midst of the fire. He's the fourth man in the fire. He shuts the mouths of lions. We are fully aware that God is on the scene and we need to do what Peter does. We need to bid Jesus to call us to him. What happens is, as we see that in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 28 through 29, it reads like this. Lord, if it's you, Peter replies, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Now, I want to tell you something. Peter meets Jesus and has a personal experience that no one else on that boat has. Do you, do you see that? Because Peter gets out of the boat. Peter launches into the deep. Because when Jesus says, come, Peter goes. Jesus says, come, and Peter answers, by faith, and gets out of the boat. Now, I think some of us today are still in the boat. We can see God afar. We're pretty sure that's him. We've heard the voice of God that says, get out of the boat, answer my call, do this work for me, do this for your family, listen to what I have to say, heed the word of God. I've got a job for you to do, and we're sitting in the boat and Jesus is saying, come, come. You got to get out of the boat. And so Peter, he gets out of the boat. And as a result of that, he experiences something with Jesus. He's in the presence of Jesus like no one else is because he was willing to get out of the boat. So he steps out on faith. And I want you to see what happens. Jesus meets him there. What are you missing in your life because you won't get out of the boat? What is the cost of your unbelief? Hebrews eleven six says that you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of, diligent, of them that diligently seek him. What are you missing what are you not getting in your life? What peace, what blessings, what favor is being left off of your life because you have unbelief? And perhaps even more importantly, what's causing your unbelief? See, Peter's right there. He's out of the boat. 
He stepped out by faith. He is standing in the presence of Jesus. And then he begins to look around, and he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and he begins to look at the storm. He begins to rationalize within his own mind. I am a human being. I cannot walk on on water. I can't float above the water walking on my feet. And he begins to turn and he looks at the storm. And instead of telling the storm how big his God is, he begins to tell God how big his storm is. And he begins to assess the situation and his doubt fills his heart and his mind and immediately he sinks. In verse 30 through 31 of Matthew chapter 14, it reads like this. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and called him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? See, as long as our eyes and our heart is fixed on Jesus and we believe him for who he is and what he can do and take him at his word through faith, we can rise above the storm, but we lose our way when we take our eyes off of him. See, but Jesus didn't leave him there. He didn't forsake him. He didn't get rid of him. Now, you know what Jesus did? He immediately picks him up. And he reaches out and he saves him when Peter calls on him. See, right now, you might be in a situation where you just haven't launched out and God has asked you to, but you're still in the boat. And as a result of that, you may be sitting here thinking, I've missed my chance. But 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Call on him and he will answer you. See, Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here we see that the launching of Peter He launches out because of his faith. How strong is your faith? See, his faith resulted in an experience that no one else had. Jesus met Peter and he protected him. When we launch out into the deep beyond our fears, outside of our comfort zone, and into the arms of Jesus, it will result in an experience like none other. Blessings and peace are found in the presence of Jesus. So now let's look at another account of Peter. One where Peter's obedience results in blessings. As Peter launches out not only by faith, but because of obedience, he is blessed beyond measure we're going to see that there's tremendous benefits to be had when we launch into the deep with Jesus. The next account that we're going to talk about is found in Luke chapter 5. And Jesus is standing by the Sea of Galilee. He's speaking to a crowd of people who've come to hear the word of God. And he could have seen that there were two boats that weighs on the shore there that are being 
just hooked up to the side and there's two fishermen that have left them there and they're out cleaning their nets. They've been fishing all night long and this is Peter we're talking about. And Jesus, he gets up and he sets down in one of the boats, the boat that belonged to Simon Peter. And he says, shove out from the shore a little bit. Now, I am sure that Peter was tired. I'm sure he's frustrated. I don't know if you've ever been fishing and fished half the night and caught nothing, but generally doesn't make for a happy camper. So Peter gets in the boat. Jesus is in the boat. He shoves off the shore a little bit. And Jesus begins to teach the people from the boat. And let's pick this story up in Luke chapter four, 5, verses 4 through 5. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now look at this situation. Peter's tired, he's frustrated. He's fished all night in that same area, hasn't caught a thing. Peter is a professional fisherman. Peter knows how to fish. I'm sure that in his mind, he thought of his knowledge and his opinion and everything he knew to be true. He didn't think it was a good idea. But he surrenders to Jesus and does what Jesus says and does not rely upon self. Peter launches into the deep and he drops the nets. And Peter catches such a large number of fish that their nets begin to break. They had to call for help from the other boat. And they filled both boats so full that they began to sink, all because Peter obeyed. Jesus said, launch out a little deeper. And Peter was obedient. We see this trend in Peter. He's faithful. And his obedience with his faith allows him to launch out, get out of the boat, to follow the directions of God and to reap the rewards that God already had planned for Peter. You see, you can't outgive God. When you give of yourself and you surrender your will and you allow God to take over and you allow him to be the Lord of your lives, the king of your heart, you can't outgive him. My friends, he will give you more and abundant above all that you ask or think according to his riches in glory. So what do we learn from Peter as the faithful servant and the obedient worker. What do we learn from them? We learn that we launch out into the deep even if you don't see clearly the why or the how. We understand that we must have sufficient faith to follow and that lack of faith leads to disobedience. We must trust and obey. We need the life that Peter had that reflected a relationship with Jesus and he walked in the presence of Jesus. You can do that too.
We don't see him face to face. But we can walk in his presence as we walk in the center of his will, as we follow the commandments and the word of God. See, Peter welcomed Jesus into his life, into his routine, and into his work. Jesus was welcome in every facet of Peter's mind, soul, and being. Peter obeyed Jesus when he didn't understand or even didn't agree with his plan. Some of us are a little too hard-headed for our own goods. Some of us won't surrender to God no matter what. But when Peter surrendered and he followed in faith, in both accounts, Peter reaped amazing blessings and benefits. So the next time you find yourself living a life that is status quo, you need to remember Simon Peter. Get out of the boat. God came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God has a plan for you. Are you fulfilling it? You see, what I'm asking you today is this. Get out of your comfort zone. Stop doing what you've always done and launch into the deep. Live your life in the presence of God. Welcome him into every aspect and part of your life. Obey his voice and sit back and reap the amazing benefits. May God bless you in amazing ways. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.